0: Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer!
1: Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same
2: game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1 800 858 858. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley.
0: Yes, hello and welcome to Talking Harness WA on this uh, New Year's Eve special edition on a Thursday. We're back, and what a big night it's going to be at Gloucester Park tonight. The New Year's Eve meeting, the Retrovision New Year's Eve fireworks meeting. And I'll tell you what, as I introduce Glenn Mortimer, our Retrovision man, um, could be a sellout tonight. We've already sold half our tickets and uh, the restaurants are full, so really looking forward to Retrovision new year's eve for the uh, third time since it's been reintroduced Mortz, and you've been along for the three years
1: morning michael great to be here as always looking forward to new year's eve at gloucester park brought to you by our very good friends at uh, retrovision uh, last uh, last thursday night actually was a great night at gp we had it was hot <laughs> it was very warm we had some great wins by a couple of golden retrovision golden nugget um, and contenders contenders, in magnificent storm Patrona star Howard Hughes, great wind of the money muncher in American yeah. Brave. Our man Bomber got on the right time yeah. there. Um, very quickly, three uh, in 30 yep. with uh, Rads. Will we ever see a sprint lane at GP? Oh, Never say
0: never, but at the moment, it's, there's a couple of reasons, but no, at, at the moment, there's uh, the, the racing is not conducive to it because its leader pegs dominated already. Uh, and also, there's issues with the where the poles sit and where the track is. Yeah, okay. So, no, at the moment, no. Sounds like a no, which is yep, good.
1: Yeah. Yep. Do you see a place in WA harness for the old claiming races? Uh, they're looking to reintroduce them.
0: Um, and yes, I, I actually like the claiming races. They're actually good wagering races because people know the horses and uh, it keeps horses in the system. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fully supportive of the claiming races.
1: Excellent. And did you back Rock and Roll Lincoln in the 2019 Pacing Cup? <laughs> oh, yeah. Want to know where your loyalties lie?
0: I'm not too sure. I think I did actually. Uh, thank you I think I, That was a
1: long time ago. <laughs>
0: There's been many vets go through the account since yes. then. Uh, uh, I, what... I
1: don't remember the night as well as you do. Uh, I don't remember anything about the night, <laughs> but um, uh, before we get on to today's show, and looking forward to today's show, I've got three of my favourite people on, we've got Bomber, we've got Ross Fitzgerald and we've got BK, but before we start, Rad's very sad news um, last week uh, with the passing of John Lohman, and um, I was lucky enough to uh, know John, and he uh, was a very generous, very genuine, extremely genuine man. He was larger than life, Um, his knowledge and contribution to harness racing will never be matched and he was a good friend and a great bloke and he's going to be sorely missed and uh, I know our first guest today uh, is a very close uh, personal friend to John and I'm sure he... uh, yeah. He shares in um, passing on our sympathy, sympathy and condolences to the family.
0: Yeah, it's certainly, uh, it's certainly a, a sad passing diet on Christmas Day, which is, um, yeah, which is, adds another layer to it. But um, only 12 breeders in the 110 years of harness racing have bred more winners than John Loman. So he certainly contributed to the industry in, in a great way. And I know he uh, was a close friend of yours, and uh, I've met him over the last four or five years through you. Um, and, um, you know, great supporter of uh, Justin Prentice, but had horses in New Zealand and over east and, and also, um, particularly the last couple of years as an owner, mainly as a breeder. He used to sell all these horses, but now as an owner, he's actually won a couple of the biggest races of his career, being with yourself and our and our first guest. And as you said, it's going to be a big show. We've got a deep dive with um, our man, Scott Bomber Hill, into a few races and also in uh, the year with BK. Hey, eh? What a way to go out. What <laughs> a way to go out. But our first guest... Is uh, one of our great sponsors here with Steel Blue Boots, and uh, we can hear about them in, in just a moment. But uh, he's also a Leviathan harness racing owner, was a thoroughbred man, yes, but we've so. converted him to a harness racing man. And uh, the biggest win, no doubt, of um, his owning career, we just got to have a listen to before we introduce Ross Fitzgerald, and that is the 2019 Pacing Cup with Rock and Roll Lincoln.
3: Rock and roll Lincoln's got the lead by two and a half metres to Vampiro Max Affair. My field marshal, he's winding up now. Galactic Star couldn't go on. Saying Grace trying to find some room in the straight though. Rock and roll Lincoln, he is clear. He's out six metres. I think he's home. Max Affair, here's my field marshal El Jacko. Rock and roll Lincoln, he's stopping. El Jacko flies, but in front. Rock and roll Lincoln, he has won the pacing cup.
0: Yeah, he did win the pacing cup and uh, that's been going on Morts' computer on loop for the last year, two years anyway. And uh, it's a big a welcome to one of our sponsors, as I said, a Leviathan Harness Racing owner, to the show, Ross Fitzgerald. Welcome to uh, Talking Harness WA.
4: Yeah, thanks, Radz. And Morts, uh, good to be here.
1: Well, Mortz, I'll let you take over because... Oh, look, it's... um. How long have we got? Rads, because we've got a lot to uh, we've got a lot to talk about <laughs> with Ross. Do. But um, you know, as you touched on there, with uh, with Ross being a harness racing owner, but uh, Ross goes back um, uh, quite a quite a long way. And uh, I guess if we can just start off with um, uh, your sporting career, Ross, and uh, you had a had a good uh, WAFL sporting career um, with Swan Districts.
4: Yeah. Um Swans and Perth. I um, uh, had ten years at uh, Waffle level and uh, seven at Swans and and three at, in in the middle at, at Perth. I played the eighty two premiership team with the uh, Swan Districts and the losing nineteen eighty against the Aperamana. But I don't want to remind myself of that game because we actually got thrashed, absolutely thrashed. Um, but the eighty two was a was a great memory um, and uh, yeah. So had had a um, an enjoyable time. Playing uh, waffle footy, uh,
1: Mortz. and then you. Uh, so in 1982, who did you who did you beat uh, in the premiership that year?
4: Um, it would have been Claremont. Claremont.
1: Oh well, that doesn't matter. So <laughs> that's okay. Still dirty on you. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you then went on. You, you went on. You, and you coached some football as well, uh, Ross.
4: Yeah. Um, so when I finished uh, at waffle level, I coached uh, Captain Coach Brookden for a couple of years which I thoroughly enjoyed and I still got some friends at uh, Brookton um, and also played a couple of uh, years just playing with Mannington in the Sunday League and then um, coached Holwickham for seven seasons and was assistant coach at East Perth for a couple of years. So that took me through to about two thousand, year 2000 and then I decided to... Uh, I, I couldn't put the time in, so uh, the time was uh, there to put into the steel blue. So um, I, I stopped coaching. I, I look back and sometimes think I, I would love to have uh, continued it, um, but um, unfortunately, business uh, pretty much took over.
1: Playing uh, for Maddington, that would have been a nice, friendly uh, league, I would imagine, Ross?
4: Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I was 32 years of age in my last year. I got smashed behind the play, and Karen and I, my wife Karen and I, made a mutual decision to uh, not play anymore. Uh, I I was struggling a bit with my body, but um, I did get smashed behind the play and looked like the elephant man after that. So I decided, I think, uh, better off uh, coaching the game rather than playing. So, yeah.
1: And amongst all that, of course, uh, you had a very good cricket career playing with... um, Perth Cricket Club, and I imagine being at Perth, you would have played alongside some pretty good cricketers over the years.
4: Yeah, well, um, I, I actually, my first year was when Dennis Lee left the, the, the Cricket Club, so um, he went to Melville and I was only 16, made me A-grade to boo, and um, played there for three seasons. Wayne Hill is a, uh, a guy that I'm still very uh, good mates with. Uh, I, I remember those days uh, really well, but I trying to do the footy and cricket at that level, um, I decided to go and play for the Rivervale Cricket Club and I, I finished playing there in uh, 92, the same year as my last year of footy. Um, but I did go back to Perth in 85-6, um, just for a season, but yeah, trying to combine the two at that stage was, uh, was, was quite difficult. I had young kids and... Um, so, um, but I still kept playing foot, footy and cricket, and I really, I really enjoyed my cricket. I always regarded myself as a footballer. Played cricket a bit, but uh, was was um, uh, very enjoyable.
1: And uh, then amongst all that, you um, you are one of the the co founding directors of one of uh, Western Australia's most uh, successful businesses in Steel Blue. Uh, can we ask how all that came about, uh, Ross?
4: So there was myself and three other guys who were working at a company called Comfortwear and we made safety boots, the same thing as a steel blue do now. And uh, we all left around 1994, uh, did other things. Um, and then we decided, we got together and said, why don't we you know, do what we know best? We've been in the business for 15, 20 years at Comfortwear. So we got together and uh, started up Steel Blue. Um, in 1995, or, uh, actually, funny enough, the horse's birthday, August the first, 1995. So, um, it's I didn't know uh, one end of a horse to another at that stage in my life. And um, uh, but yeah, we started, Steel Blue up. And uh, you know, I, was, I want me to talk a little bit about the product and whatever we, you know, we we come up with a product that was you know more expensive, but it was uh, we we felt there was value for money. We felt that if it, if we bought out a product that was a, a similar to everything else. It was quite a lot of cheap over in the market in 1995. In, in so we, um, uh, I think at that time that we had a recession, um, our product was about 50% more expensive than anything else in the market. Um, and so it was pretty tough going the first few years, I can tell you, but, um, you know, uh, it's been a, uh, been a, a great ride. I mean, Mortz, uh, we, we've spoke about that the last uh, year or two, and uh, you know we certainly went through that COVID COVID uh, area. But um, Steel Blue's been very good to us. But you know we had potential distributors who said you won't sell, it, sell a pair of boots; they're too expensive. Um, so we sell something like about seven hundred thousand pairs a year now. So um, I, I thank that guy for saying that because um, sometimes you need a bit of motivation, and he certainly give it to us.
1: Yeah, well, certainly when you introduce a product, and you know that's what really inspired me. Reading the story about uh, Steel Blue was the fact that you were prepared to, to, to back yourselves in, and you produced a product that, you know, just didn't look good, but you know was was comfortable and was suitable for the for the type of work that you know people are doing. And and uh, from the from the work boot, I mean, you, you don't just do work boots. You've you've um, branched out into hiking boots and, and and other types of things. So you've been you know fairly. Have um, you been able to adapt uh, in a tough market?
4: Yeah, look, most of our product is safety footwear. Um, uh, we do uh, some non-safeties as well, but that's, you know, I think one of our greatest things is our international markets. Now we we sell into Europe, America, um, New Zealand, PNG, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Middle East, uh, Africa. So it's um, it's covering off the world. Look, with, with the majority of our business is still Australia, but. Our aim is uh, the next five years to uh, to sell more into those markets I mentioned, and uh, it's it's it is starting to really happen for us. So uh, that's a that's a that's a big a big thing for us to uh, increase that business. But Australia's going strong well, and on the other thing is uh, you know with all the infrastructure and construction that the that the premiers are talking about, and, and all the different states of Australia, we're we're looking you know looking forward to some really really good sales and um, and, and, and increased business.
1: And, and I think one of the most important things is, as a uh, as a brand as well, you're very big supporters of Beyond Blue with a, a range of uh, blue boots as, and you're a very big supporter of the uh, Breast um, Cancer Foundation as well and you've raised a significant amount of money for both of those organisations. So uh, that must be something which is pretty close to your heart? Yeah, well, at the end of
4: 2006, um, we... we we went to a function in the Eastern States, and there was a lady called Ross Worthington from Breast Cancer Care at WA come up to us and said they're a bit big on the purple stuff, and that no matter what they do, uh, purple bra, for instance, and they just she just asked us, well, can you make purple boots? So, cut a long story short, within six months we we're supplying purple boots, and uh, in conjunction with pink boots now, ten dollars a pair goes to uh, the Breast Cancer Care of, uh, of WA. Which covers off the whole of Australia, by the way. But Ros Worthington, she's an absolute legend, Um, uh, and you know we've now donated around nearly nearly 1.5 million dollars. We haven't quite made that yet, but so not far away um, to Breast Cancer Care WA. And uh, and Beyond Blue is that more that depression, anxiety uh, type of uh, charity that we support with our blue boots. So again, ten dollars a pair for every pair of Blue boots that we sell goes to that uh, that charity, and um, I think we're up to around three hundred thousand dollars with that with Beyond Blue. So they're the two charities that we support the most, and um, uh, you know we're yeah we're very proud of that because you know um, it's well and good talking about how good you're going and all the rest of it. It's, it's nice to put something back into the community.
1: Well, that you certainly have, and uh, like you said, something to be very proud of. But I guess amongst uh, running a business like uh, Steel Blue, playing football at the highest level and uh, cricket at the highest level, how did you ever find time for horses? And more importantly, how did you get into horses? Because I believe your fu- your fu- your first foray was into uh, gallopers.
4: Yeah. Um, so there was a guy called Lenny Bell from Work Harbor in Mandra. He was a client of mine. Um, he asked me if I wanted to have a share in a, in a horse that he was uh, um, uh, he, he was getting involved uh, with, and uh, it was called For Your Eyes Only. Um, For Your Eyes Only uh, won 10 of its first 15 races, won, and then it done a suspensory. Uh, won $630,000. Um, I dare say, if it didn't have that injury... Um, who knows where it could have gone. We're looking at taking it to the east at uh, one stage, but, of course, with the injury. Um, it came come back and raced a bit after that. Never won another race. Not um, the same horse. I think it placed in a couple of group races. It won the champion Phillies at 1,800 metres and was really a sprinter. Uh, um, you We're know, very good around 1,000 to 1,200 metres. Um, but... Um, I think that got me in. When, you, when a horse wins $630,000, you've got a share of that. Um, I was
0: going to say, if it didn't, know, if it it didn't win, thing. you wouldn't have got another
4: one. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, I, I had plenty, mainly with Paul Jordan um, in, the, in the early days. And uh, I think I had up to 15, 20 horses. Um, and we did, you know, we did fairly well. Um, there was also horses like Castle Retreat, Passion Cantata, and recently Specialism, who was who won over three hundred thousand as a two year old, um has struggled a bit in as a three year old and um I think it's racing on I think it's Sunday or Monday. It might be Sunday. Um it's shown some signs of coming back, but i said it's not the horse it was as a two year old. But um, you know, to win through over three hundred thousand just as a two year old was it was a fantastic uh, effort. But I've had some really good success with Paul and his horses uh, over the years. Um, but then I ventured into the, uh, the harness side of things. Well, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, exactly.
4: Well, actually, my first horse, um, it was a horse called uh, Lavros Conquest. Now, I can't exactly tell you when, what year that was. And the guy that you just spoke about, uh, John Lohman, he was the one that actually got me in. So I'm, I'm thinking it was late 2000s. Uh, Bondi was the trainer, a terrific terrific trainer and a terrific bloke. Um, and it won its first race, uh, but then that got injured. And so that, that I didn't start off too well. Um, then I had a bit of a break because I had so many horses in the, in the thoroughbred, so I was just concentrating on that. And then uh, John... Um, uh, got me into a few other really good horses. Um, and we've had some Group 1 success, uh, Morts. Uh, Major Martini, always an angel. Mighty Ronaldo. And, and uh, our Major Mummut. Ma- uh, so four, four Group 1s, I think it is. Um, you might correct me if I'm right there, but I'm pretty sure that's that's where we're at. So I've had some good success. And I just wanted to say, um, you know, uh, back you up with your words about John Lohman. I've known John, you know, well, certainly from a business point of view, um, for over 30 years. I'm not exactly sure um, what year it was I met him. I think it was late 80s, mid, mid to late 80s. He was, was a massive uh, customer of ours. Um, and he, you know, obviously, uh, so for a long time it was more about business. Then he sold his business and then we we come really close as far as our, our friendship went. And uh, he's the one that got me into the. You know, really got me into the trots over the last sort of four or five years. And, um, of course, you know, winning the pacing Cup with him was fantastic. But, um, look, I'm, it's, it's, it's such a sad thing that's happened. Uh, you know, this has all happened very quickly. Uh, Mort, as you mentioned, you know, he's a, he was larger than life, John. I mean, he put so much time and effort and money into the harness industry uh, as a breeder, uh, as an owner. Um, it's, it's, it's terribly sad. But um, he left his mark, and uh, uh, he had a great life. Uh, that's one of the things he did say uh, over the last few weeks, having a few chats to him. Um, but it's a very, very sad condolences to the family.
1: Certainly yeah. is, and um, it's certainly been great uh, having a chat uh, this morning, Ross, and um, you've had uh, some great success, as we heard, at, uh, in the gallops, uh, and then you basically stepped right into the, the harness where you left off in the gallops, and been very successful and you've got a, a, a great stable of horses there with justin prentice so uh, we wish you uh, all the very best in the future with those horses and in particular uh new year's eve with karen and the family uh we hope you have a good one and um yeah we thank you very much for your time this morning on talking harness and wa
4: thanks mord thanks reg really appreciate it fantastic thanks guys Good on you, Ross, Ross
0: Fitzgerald there. One of our great supporters through uh, Steel Blue, and uh, he's had a great career as sports <laughs> business. And, geez, I don't think there's a luckier owner in, in either code. Yeah. Um, as we go to go to the break, um, John Loman, as you said, uh, passed away, and uh, he's had a lot of success. Uh, as we go to the other break, we got to listen to Major Pride uh, winning a Group 1. This is one that uh, John didn't breed but owned uh, through his solid gold uh, standard breads. and as we go to the break here is uh, Major Pride winning a group one
3: Back is My Prayer and Soho Interceptor is going to be off the track on the corner. Around the bend they come. 28-9 the next quarter. Still in front, Major Pride. Typhoon Tiff's having a job getting there. It's digging in now and they're clear from or Packet. Further back is Mandy Joan, Fulfill the Dream. Typhoon Tiff is after Major Pride. Major Pride, Typhoon Tiff. Major Pride's in front. Typhoon Tiff can't quite get there. Major Pride in front and one from Typhoon Tiff. Third on the inside, My Prayer coming through from or Packet who came off the pegs and My Prayer got through to beat it. Further back in the field was... Star Magnificent Storm is well clear from Gardy's Legacy. Jasper Vella Beach is running up on the outside and going to third and giving chase strongly to Guardi's Legacy. But Magnificent Storm is well clear from Gardy's Legacy. Jasper Vela Beach running up on the outside of Gardy's Legacy takes second now. But it's Magnificent Storm well clear of Jasper Vella Beach. Copy and paste flying. Magnificent Storm pulling up. He's stopping. He's just in front. And Magnificent Storm's just one from Jasper
0: Vela Beach. That was Magnificent Storm and uh, Morty was magnificent last week and uh, that's why Favorite for the Retrovision Golden Nugget on February 12, and uh, he was just dominant. Although did it in heat, there might be some some concerns. <laughs> That's the only thing you can get out of it. I yes, think
1: paddled a bit over the last um, last bit. W- was entitled to punch the breeze and um, very quick time. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's very good, and he's a uh, short price favorite for the Retrovision Golden Nugget. And
0: this segment is brought to you by Retrovision, our sponsors for tonight's New Year's Eve meeting at Gloucester Park your local WA electrical appliance specialist, RAC members receive an additional 5% every day. That's on top of specials.
1: Absolutely. So when you see the best price from the opposition, you come into Retrovision, we will match that, and you'll still get your RAC discount. And, of course, very proud sponsors of Harness Racing in Western Australia, the greatest sport. Yep, particularly tonight
0: at Gloucester Park. And don't forget, though, Bunbury's also on, on tonight. If you're down south, Bunbury... Great supporters here. Its admission is fifteen dollars. Uh, concession for um, is ten dollars. For and kids under twelve are free. Uh, on the grass down there, they got the fireworks. They got the uh, band, the coals. They got uh, wood fire pizzas, food vans. It's going to be a great night if you're down south. Make sure you get to Bunbury Trots because it's going to be a great night. But of course, if you're in uh, Perth, um, Gloucester Park's the place to be. And I tell you what, it could be a sellout, Morts, because I think we've sold over half our. GA tickets and all the restaurants are full. So looking forward to tonight's Retrovision meeting. And to find us a couple of winners, let's welcome in our man, Bomber Hill. How are you, Scott Hill, on this New Year's Eve? Yeah, very
2: well. Thanks, guys. Very well. Lovely day.
0: And not a bad card tonight. Uh, There's obviously 10 winners there, but uh, we might be able to find a few.
2: Yeah, it is a nice card. It's um, it's pretty even. There's a few races with quite a few chances in it, which has been the case lately. But, uh, yeah, I think we've found a few there to send us home on the right
0: side. OK, the first race is uh, 5.37. And um, uh, that's a 10-race card. And let's get into it because the first race is race number one and we're to uh, it's the first race we've got to look at. It's the Retrovision Half Yearly Clearance on now 2-year-old pace. And the 2-year-olds have been pretty good. This is the last 2-year-old uh, of the season at Gloucester Park. And let's have a look at the Tab Touch market, the brand that funds the industry. And uh, Tab Touch have got, number one, Squeeze Me, Please Me at one twenty six. The favourite, Finvara for the Halls, $2 into $1.70. A strong move there. Uh, Carabao at $11. In from $20. So a strong move there. C. Ryan Fly at $51. El Daytona, two thirty five dollars And Solid, The Good Life, is at $23. In from $31. Otis. 126 into 91 so a couple of market corrections here power play at 126 and talks up a storm at 71 dollars uh, on the back line we've got strike team at 26 and el casanova at 750 and uh, not a bad race here to start the night off bomber which way are you going in the first
2: yeah it's a good race and i think it can be run and won at the start here but no, i think el daytona can blaze across from five he's he has got really good uh, speed after about 20 metres. Here he, he picks up and goes really, really quickly for that first 200. Um, number two, Finvara. He, he's a nice horse and he's going to be. He's a work in progress, but I just don't think he quite has the skill set at this stage to uh, to go with El Daytona off the gate. And uh, once in front of El Daytona, he, you know he's ran or he ran Laverageo off his legs a couple of starts back, and then Joe uh, just managed to nail him last start. He, he's put up some 55, you know, high 55 low 56 middle halves in those last couple of races. And, uh, you know, that's going to take a hell of a lot of getting around if he can cross at the start. And I think uh, he's a big chance of getting across.
1: Do you think uh, Lindsay Harper is uh, aggressive enough uh, off the gate? To, uh, bomber?
2: He He's, he's very aggressive, as we know, Mortz, and uh, I, I want him to be as aggressive as he possibly can for that first 100 tonight, and then uh, we can sit back and cheer him home for the rest of the uh, 21 30 metres.
1: Yeah, we'll certainly be cheering him home. So, what's the stake in the first one, Bummer?
2: Uh, two unit bed L Day out. There is a little horse off the back line here which uh, is getting out to a silly price, and he could be a saver, and that's El Casanova. He's going to furnish into a really nice horse, and uh, yeah, I think he's probably the danger, if any.
0: Okay, for Robbie Williams, who's doing a really good job. Let's go to the next race we are going to look at in this race, number five, the Valet John Lohman pace. Uh, and it's uh, our free-for-all of the night. And uh, let's have a look at the tab-touch market. Better Party at 16. Stroke Luxe, 3.90 into 3.40. I'm full of excuses at 34, in from 41. Galactic Stars, the favourite from Barrier 4, $2 and solid. Uh, Talker up at one twenty six. Bletchley Park at $6. Argyle Red at one twenty six. Can't refuse at seventy one, and uh, Chirascuro at fifty one dollars um, from uh, the front line, and on the back line we have our Jimmy Johnson at thirty four dollars, Happy as Larry at twenty six, and a little bit of support for the Pacing Cup winner Volton eight fifty into seven dollars. Which way are we going here, Bomber?
2: Yeah, well, gate release is going to be super important for all of our chances tonight, and this one's no different with the Galactic Star. He's he's been in super consistent form in the in the really high grade. And I think at this um, front straight start, he can he can cross uh, Stroke of Luck, which won't want to get involved in too big a speed duel. And uh, once Galactic Star's in front, I think he gets to control the race. Uh, and you just, yeah, he's been just turning up and, and putting in each week. Um, Stroke of Luck had his chance to beat him last week. They were side by side at the 800. Stroke of Luck took rails, runs and... Uh, and Galactic Star had to come wide and uh, Galactic Star ran away from him up the straight. So um, I think with that in mind, he goes straight to the front here hopefully and and wins. Even from the breeze, he's not hopeless, but from in front, I I can't see how they beat him.
1: Agreed, Bomber. So what's our staking plan in race five?
2: He's a two-unit bet also.
0: So you're in a bet for Galactic Star. All right, there the first two races. we Where preview, we're going to take a break, and as we go to the break, one of Galactic Star's stablemates, Patronus Star, continued his way to the Retrovision Golden Nugget, and he beat a free-for-all class last week. It was an easy time in front, and he proved too good.
3: Get to the outside as a corner around the bend and getting away now. Petrona Star, Braveview Bondi's trying to come through. Patrick the Piranha's down on the outside, and then came Volton Ten late on the scene. But it's Petrona Star doing it well over Patrick the Piranha and Braveview Bondi.
2: You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley.
3: Disco under fire. Bad round trying to work into the clear. Stays on the pegs, though, as they corner. Around the bend and getting away now is American Brave. American Brave has pinched a gap on them. Leads about 10 metres. Sangreal boxing on. Euphoric moment. Disco under fire now moves through to third. Bad round trying to pinch fourth off euphoric moment, and will do so. But American Brave's bolted in tonight. one by 10 metres, Sangreal. Yeah,
0: Three we chimed in at the five. right time with American Brave. His first win of this campaign, and um, we're spot on. you're spot on, Bomber. It was the right night for us to, to get on American Brave, and he duly saluted for the uh, Talking Harness WA supporters. It was
2: a nice, easy watch, wasn't he? I hope you yeah. butted up there, Morn.
1: I did, Bomber. Thank you very much. Uh, I always i i back everything you tell me, uh, Bomber. So uh, it was a great win. Yeah, it was uh, it was very good. He's uh, money muncher, but we got the cash uh, that
0: night, so that, <laughs> that was that was good. He's he's always promised plenty, and uh, might be just uh, starting to deliver now. Um, This uh, segment's brought to you by Loans 123, Car Loans, Debt Consolidation. Who do you see? The Nude Nut. The Nude Nut. Steve Sell at loans123.com.au. If they can't help you, no one can for personal finance. They're they're great if you need a car loan, as I said, or any any sort of personal finance.
1: You know, Um, the one good thing, Rads, is people listening to our show certainly wouldn't need to talk (laughs) to Steve Sell because uh, thanks to Bomber... um, Yeah. The pockets are filled every week. Another good week. Last week, two out of four. So uh, let's continue it on tonight.
0: And you know, I like to back the last winner, but the last meeting of the season of the year is very <laughs> More important. important. It's very important. All right, let's get into the next race. We got a preview, and it's race number eight. The Retrovision, for all your for all the electrical stuff you love, and there's plenty of stuff we love in Retrovision, Let me tell you. Um, let's have a look at the market. And fifty-five Reborn is drawn the pole two forty-five into two twenty. Being the best supported horse. Alta Angel at $11. In from 26 So a market correction there from Drawn 2. Alta Cinderella at $280 and solid. Adventure Dream at 31 uh, Ask Me I'll Tell You at 31 uh, Savvy Bromac 12 My Sweet Deal at 23 Star from the Palace at $51. And Sports Package at $61. Outside the front line. Uh, Miss Tiano at $650. Inside the back line. In from 9 we also have run for mercy at 41 and suing you at 31. This is a good Phillies race and um, a three-year-old fillies race to end the year and the 55 reborn from the pole bomber, best supported 245 into
2: 220. Yeah, you can fully understand that support. She's uh, <coughs> excuse me, She's been uh, flying this mare, but just waiting to uh, find the front, which she, she can only really do from inside barriers because she begins well, but not brilliantly. Uh, she gets the chance tonight to hold up. She she all but held Tiffany Rose two starts back, and Tiffany Rose is a lightning beginner, so I can't see anything here crossing her. And uh, she'll just run along even sectionals early, uh, probably have out to Cinderella to her outside, which was brilliant on Monday from the back. But she she gets a little bit unbalanced off the pegs and uh, looks like she'll have to breeze here tonight. So it makes it a tough tough ask, I think, outside of a really good leader and a horse that can run home in a 56. So... Yeah, really keen. Fifty-five Reborn to go all the way in the in the
1: Phillies race. Sounds like it's going to be a good night, Rads. I'm with you, Bomber. <laughs> What's the staking plan here in race eight? Ah,
2: uh, she's also a two-unit bet.
0: Two-unit bet, okay. Fifty-five Reborn, and it's been supported, and may even by the time it gets to race time, might uh, even touch the red because it's been two forty-five into two twenty. On Tab Touch, the last race we go to a preview is race number nine. Retrovision. Vision, we love our customers' pace. You sure do, more sure do. And uh, this is uh, over the twenty-one thirty meters. And uh, let's have a look at the Tab Touch market. Max Gold, two dollars and favorite, been uh, solid. Number two is Taruna Bromac at two forty. It's also been solid. Tanaka Eagle one twenty six. You can take out Extreme Prince Tours Delight at thirty one. Uh, Mister Kiwi at nine fifty. Peruba at thirty-four, changing of the guard thirty-four, rock and roll Whitby at thirty-four, and the only runner off the back line is Jesse Allwood at six dollars. No real moves in this race to speak of. They've all been pretty solid since the market opened uh, yesterday on Tab Touch. We have Max Gold at two dollars and Toruno Bromac at two forty, and punters think it's a two horse race. Bomber, which way have you gone?
2: Yeah, I'm with Taruna bromack He shows really, really good gate speed. I think he'll cross Max Gold pretty comfortably. Who I don't imagine will be too keen to get involved in a speed duel. He's a bit of a sit kick horse, so looks to drop straight onto Taruna Bromack's back, I would have thought. Uh, and, you know, if there's no just a second, this race with Taruna Bromack ran into on Monday, uh, where he led, he beat the rest comfortably there, dashed home in 57 himself. And I think he can do that tonight, keeping uh, Max Gold in the pocket and... Uh, he has an awesome record in front, this horse. He led nine times in Australia for eight wins and that's second on Monday. Uh, I think as long as he crosses, Curly will ensure that uh, Max Gold never sees daylight and uh, he, he wins for me. I, I'm really, really keen him tonight.
1: I agree, Bomber. I think they've got the market the wrong way around here. I would have had Taruna Braymack on top like yourself. So that will hopefully end what's been a great uh, great night at Gloucester Park tonight. So what's our staking plan here, Bomber?
2: Jeez, I like this. We're pretty well aligned here yes. tonight, so uh, that, that looks looks good for us, I think. Um, yeah, he's a three-unit bet, Taruna Bromac.
0: Yes. I like that. Great way to finish the night. Yep. Great way to finish the night. So go out a winner. To, to put 2020 behind us with a big night at Gloucester Park. Excellent. All right, Bob, mate, thanks yeah. for your time, and mate, thanks for all your support during uh, 2020 and Talking Harness WA. It's been um, great since uh, you've you've we've uh, started the show and you've been there since the inception, finding plenty of winners and uh, hopefully we can end 2020 on a great night. So you and your family um, mate, uh, end the new year well and uh, we'll speak to you very soon in 2021.
2: Yeah, appreciate it guys, thanks very much for having me on throughout the year, it's been an absolute pleasure, look forward to every Friday and uh, yeah, we've had some great racing at Gloucester Park to dissect so uh, hopefully do it all again in 2021. You guys have a great night and happy new year to all of you and your family.
1: Yeah, same to you too, Bomber. Thank you.
0: He's uh, the best in the business, Scott Bomberhill, our man, and uh, he's got to send us off in, on the right note. I'm feeling tonight very confident for Mortz and, uh, and Bomberhill. As we go to the break, Belle Catherine, she was outstanding last week in the Mayors. Uh, set outside um, uh, the very informed uh, Viva de Moore and proved too good. Next
3: quarter de Moore in front, but a very classy mare is uh, pouring it on now. Belle Catherine comes after Vivier Moore, is leveling up on the outside as they come to the home turn, and Belle Catherine hits the front from Vivier Moore. Then delightful reaction. Queen Shenandoah is out and running on, but it is uh, Belle Catherine doing it well, coming clear, and the class really prevailing. It's going to be a good battle for second. Queen Shenandoah flashes it to de Moore and gets second, but Belle Catherine wins it well from Queen Shenandoah, Vivier de Moore, delightful reaction, and they break away.
2: You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. It's where you've been bopping in front. Doo's not done with. It's trying to raise an effort. Then came aphorism. On the outside trying to get home was our Uncle Sam on the crown of the track and it's letting down with a devastating turn of foot? Our Uncle Sam goes up on the outside. Pay Me Sam is running on. Firestorm Red's behind those. Flashing home as 408. Here's Pay Me Sam out after the leader. It's our Uncle Sam in front. Our Uncle Sam wins it. Our Uncle,
0: Sam, is our Uncle Sam defeated Pay Me Sam in uh, one of the great nights at uh, uh, Bathurst Trot's the Shirley Turnbull Memorial, the famous name up there in Bathurst, um, the Turnbulls. And uh, I know all the, um, the Turnbulls get up there for that race. And, and also, you know, all the, the Hewitts, the McCarthys, they all go for the race. So, our Uncle Sam bounced back to the winner's list and made it uh, win number 22 from start, 94. He's been a, a great horse, our Uncle Sam. And a man who's been a great tipster for us all year as we welcome him into the program is uh, Ben Cray. How are you, BK?
5: Good, Mort, Rad, you too. How are you? How was your Christmas?
0: Yeah, really good. And, and not as good as your Boxing Day, though, at Marwillambar Races up there on That's the New- Beautiful
5: out there, mate. The sun was out, it was 28 degrees, You're looking out over the melt morning, the cane fields, a couple of cold beers. Foster's. What a time to be alive, eh?
0: <laughs> no, there wasn't a Foster's Insight. Just before we go... No, this, no Foster's. <laughs> this, is, this is brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads. Great customer service. Great cars. It's a great place.
1: It certainly is. Great team out there, Anthony and the team. Go and see them for the best range of cars, Mazda.
0: Yep. All right, uh, BK. Normally we talk about New South Wales with uh, you, but tonight a big night uh, with the changing of the season. I think this is going to be the traditional home for the Vic-Bridge Super Size. They've moved it to New Year's Eve, and uh, might be a, a great uh, way to finish off the year for them. And I'll tell you what, there's a couple of nice horses going around. A, a few of the um, few horses that have, have really dominated Victoria racing, and, and once again to the fore is the. Um, uh, is that uh, Tonkin-Stewart team. And they've got a few in there tonight, including uh, Major Moth, uh, Ladies in Red, uh, and, and they're taking a, an all-star cast team there tonight.
5: Yeah, let's look at race eight. I mean, Ladies in Red, how good is this filly? You know, we, what is it, eight from eight or nine from nine, I think it is. Yeah. Um, drawn inside the second row, which may sound like a problem, but you'd, you'd imagine that David Moran is uh, out of there pretty quick Often gone, and big chance may even, you know, get the lead at some stage because the only probably dangers there look like tough Tilly and uh, and Joanna, and I'm not too sure if they've got a chance of really uh, of really um, keeping keeping her out. You know, they, they may be just going for a second here. If look, at the dollar sixty ladies in red. I know that sounds short, but in real life that actually means it's only a 60, 62, 63% chance of winning. You'd have to think it's going to win more than that. So as much as uh, people don't like taking the shorts, $1. sixty may still be value about Ladies in Red. It's a pretty good horse. Like, it's around 151 as a two-year-old, 151.5 or something around, as a two-year-old filly. I mean, I know that's just ridiculous. I know times are getting faster, but that's yeah,
0: that's unheard of. That is quick. <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah she, and she just... Dominates, doesn't she? It's not. It's not. It's not as if she's she's just falling in either. She, she's know, she's touching. She's easily
5: in. Yeah. and you just can't see. I mean, like I said, there's a couple of outside chances there, but but outside of that, outside of those three hopes, probably rogue waves, um, looking a nice each way chance there. I would have thought that. But outside those four horses they are all probably genuine at least hundred one chances, if not more, in the race. So she's got that much on them, I would say.
0: Yeah, and before we get to a race that you do like, and we've got to get a tip out of you, which is race number five, and he has got to go around at a very short price fav- favourite, and he's got to probably finish the year off uh, on a winning note after drawing one. They can't possibly beat him,
1: can they? I
5: wouldn't think so. Argu- arguably Australia's best horse, definitely better than anything in WA, we know that much.
1: <laughs> oh, that was always coming.
5: Oh. That's oh, last, last, go, last, yeah. last show of the year. Yeah, I'm you sure got to Yeah, with that but, we're uh, going with, uh,
0: with that with that we just we're going to leave it. we to move on to race number five. What, what this is actually looks like a race in two on in the on the um prices between Amelia Rose and Margita. They're two very good fillies.
5: Very good, and uh, Amelia Rose has really come a kind of age the last two starts uh, with Kate draft, Gaff driving and. It looks the early leader again from out wide, and Margita's drawn inside the second row. It's going to have to obviously give Amelia Rose a bit of start early, or does Greg uh, follow through on the pegs and look to get through? Possibly a bit risky if he's going to win. I just think Amelia Rose, the way it's been racing, um, it's flying the last couple of starts, running some good sections. It's going to be in front, and $2.50 looks like value. To I think it wins at least 50% of the time. So I'd be happy to take black odds, and I don't mind number two each way. Stars by the beach—he's drawn two. I know number one's a good a good beginner, but I wouldn't be surprised if Zach's happy to be three fence there. Um, I think Alfred might even be able to get to the fence first, and I think uh, anywhere between ten and fifteen dollars this horse is at the moment, depending where you shop, um, you might be able to get three dollars a place. About it sounds like good value, but I, I I want to be on the leaders. It's the best place to be at Melton in these big races on these big tracks. Uh, sorry, the big uh, nights. The fence is the place to be. I've said it forever, and I want to be on the leader, and Amelia Rose, I think, is going to lead there. And the way it's going, it's going to have to be a superstar, Margita, to beat it. I know it's a very good horse. I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's a superstar or not.
0: Lee, Kate, thanks for your time this year. Have a have a happy new year, and uh, we'll speak to you in 2021.
5: It's been great uh, sharing Friday and, and some Thursday afternoons with you guys. And I uh, hope everyone has a couple of winners tonight at GP.
1: Thank Thank you, BK. The best in the business. See you, boys. Thanks, mate. BK there.
0: And finish off the night uh, with a Milton tip. Uh, Morts, thanks for your time in 2020. It's been uh, great to uh, get the show up and going. Hopefully we've found people plenty of winners. And hopefully we can
1: finish the year off very strongly. Yes, it's been a lot of fun, Michael. And we look forward to celebrating New Year's Eve at Gloucester Park. And thanks for everything. And you'll know next time not to let me leave the interview. (laughs) No, no. that was great chatting to Ross uh,
0: today or listening to you to chat, Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, everyone, uh, thanks for your support uh, during 2021 uh, of this show and for listening and uh, we'll be back next year and uh, hopefully we finish off the year strongly. Until 2021, it's bye for now.